Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 370, and I'm talking 18 things you better consider when opening a restaurant. I'm going to break down 18 things as we go through this, this short episode. This is actually kind of a video version of Cliff Notes of an article that we just dropped today. And uh, the full title of that is 18 things out of 892 you better fucking consider if you're thinking about opening a brick and mortar restaurant. And it really goes into detail. I'm going to give you just very, very high level. So I do recommend check out that that article. The link will be in the comments. And something else a little bit different uh, that we're going to do is I recognize that a lot of people are needing some help with figuring out how to open their new restaurants has become a major part of what we were talking about and best served and a lot of the work that we do behind the scenes with clients and consulting work, things like that. And so a lot of people just feel like I just need to talk to somebody to ask some questions. So another thing that we're going to put, I'm pointing like you can see where I'm pointing into the comments is a, uh, is a Calendly link. It's a 18 minute call to talk about your 18 things. And a lot of people want access to me and I'm, I'm flattered and grateful and I'd love to be of service. So I want to hop on 18 minute calls with anybody who's thinking about taking the plunge, who's starting that process, who's in the undertaking of opening their first uh, food business, especially. And these 18 things, let me tell you, the only truth that I know about opening a new restaurant is this opening a restaurant is always harder it takes longer and it costs more money and if you do not think that that applies to you you're already losing money and the reason that i know that is because i had to learn that the hard way this list is very personal to me not because i have all the answers because i'm trying to tell you these are the only 18 things that are ever going to matter no like i said there's like 892 things you better consider it is really fucking difficult to open a restaurant however these 18 things are all things that i was never taught i did not know and if i had known them and i'm just hoping that a couple of you are spared the pain of learning these lessons the hard way costing you a lot of time effort money heartache relationships all of those things. It's a huge struggle. And every time I learn one of these things through the trial and error and failures that I've been through myself, or learning from watching patterns, seeing things emerge, learning bits and pieces from from so many people that I get to talk to across the industry, I get kind of mad. I get like, why was I never taught this? Never taught this through culinary school, never taught this through my family businesses, never taught this through all the high-end restaurants as a sous chef, as a chef, as a chef de cuisine, executive chef, as the chef partner. And then you go and open your own restaurant. And yeah, we know all the things about food, beverage, hospitality. Those aren't the things that trip you up in this process. These 18 things 
along with many other are. So I really wanted to put this out there. I really wanted this to bring value to some people. So we're going to be talking a lot more about opening new restaurants because it is such a struggle. And for anybody who's opening new food businesses, because we truly believe in amplifying the worth and work of those who feed their community. That's our mission. And one of the ways we want to see do that is when we want to usher in the future of this industry, models that are equitable, profitable, and sustainable. And we have to support this generation, the next generation, and the next generation to be able to implement businesses that go beyond all the things that we did and built that have proven to not be sustainable, not be viable. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, no script on any of these. Like I said, this is Cliff Notes. Uh, we got banners for all 18 of these. Sophie's going to pop them up. I'm going to rip off some random thought about each of them. Like I said, if you want to get in the nitty gritty, you can go check out the full article. It's a long one. It's a good 12-minute read. It's well, well worth it. It's going to give you a lot of actionable steps. Uh, it sequences out the process for you. It's really important. Order of operation is all out of whack when it comes to opening restaurants. Uh, so that's a big vulnerability. And uh, also, you can download it as a PDF. And again, that 18-minute call could be the thing for you to shoot your shot, ask your question, be able to get really granular in what you're trying to accomplish. And hopefully, I can uh, have some answers or maybe some more questions that lead you to answers. That's all I know. All right, let's get into it. Number one, number one, MVA, mission values about story. We don't get told this. We think because we have such a clear picture of our vision for our concept, our food, beverage, and hospitality, that somehow the mission that we have, the values, core values that this business is going to build on, and especially our about story, somehow are automatically crystallized. They are not. You need to spend a lot of time and effort. This isn't some corporate double talk bullshit mission statement. This is real. This is personal. This is going to help guide you in all the decisions that you have to make downstream. And there's a lot of them. And it's going to let people know exactly who you are, why you do what you do, what you stand for. All right. Number two is we got to talk about customer archetypes, right? This is really getting deep inside understanding who your customer is. It's not just anybody who lives in your area. It's not anybody who likes food. It's not anybody who you think that you can attract through some generalities in having a cool concept. You have to really understand what motivates them and why they should care about you at all. All right. Oh, Hiring posts. This comes number three to language, language, language. We have to go beyond the, oh, these give me, these give me anxiety just even saying them. These posts, if I see any more of them, I'm coming after you. The hiring line cooks, 14 to $16 an hour based on experience. Apply here. Like fucking inspired. Sign me up for that job. We have to do better. We have to inspire, just like we're inspiring guests to come into a restaurant, we have to inspire employees as well. And that core messaging is really important. you got to lock that in on the onset. Number four, your menu message. It has to be key. These, these nondescript descriptors of the things we talk about on our message, uh, on our menu, needs to be developed even further. We talk a lot about menu stories. If you cannot write a 250-word article about every single dish on your menu, why it's on your menu, the history of it, the personal journey. Why is it on your menu? You're just hype chasing, all right? Next, we come into kind of planning. Number five, SWAT. We got to really start to plan ahead. We are so reactionary, and there's strength in that. We have to plan ahead. I never planned anything ahead 
far enough and I was so stuck in the moment. SWOT is an analysis process that I think is incredibly valuable. Lots of really successful businesses and industries do this. We need to apply that and learn. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. All right, from that, number six, action plans. We need to set real action plans and strategy plans in place. Right, We can't just be gunslingers going in there saying, well, I've worked in restaurants. I've run restaurants. I know what to do. We know what to do in the day-to-day operations. We have to manage our action plan. That's key. Number seven, team intel sharing, communication breakdowns within whatever team you have, your team, the construction team, your design team, your architects, all of the entities involved best served. If you let us be involved, we have to manage communication. Communication breakdowns are almost always what goes wrong in these processes cause massive delays, which costs you time, money, and heartache. Number eight, the business inside the business. I'm just going to totally, totally tease this. You are going to get delayed in your opening, full stop, no matter when you think you're going to open. And so many people are hemorrhaging money through that time. Think about a business within the business that you can start. Can you pop up a commissary? Can you start doing some farmer's markets? Can you do a short-term ghost kitchen to be able to like start building brand? Think about that. Very, very key. All right, number nine, we have to start thinking about financials. Financial forecasting is key. We don't do this. We are so bad at this. I was the worst at this. I could never think more than a week ahead. We have to start to think about forecasting in a much, much more dynamic way because we're so reactionary. And we see this play out in the way that we manage labor, the way that we manage inventory, the way that we manage our marketing forecasting has to be key. Ten. Menu pricing. We have to start reverse engineering. We have to set price based on market value. We cannot keep doing cost and then have 3.5x multiplier. We have to understand the market. This goes back to customer archetypes. If you have a burger that you're charging $16 for, but the market bears 17, you're losing a dollar. And if you're charging 18, you're losing the market. All right. So menu pricing. We have to have to evolve. I always did it. This is what it cost me. So so bump up the price to whatever it needs to be. We have to reverse engineer that. We got to get out of the kitchen. We got to get into the, the head of the customer and the market itself. All right. Number 11, flex budget. We have to, again, manage and own those numbers. A flex budget is very important because you're going to have lean and fat times. And you're not always going to know exactly when those are forecasting helps significantly your ability to not leave any money on the table to deploy that money against marketing to deploy that money against uh, investing in your people to the deploy that money against savings to be able to get through those lean times you need to understand when you need to flex and when you need to secure yourself within the business flex budgeting is a process that i never knew anything about i just copied and pasted into those cells the same old bullshit pnl they don't work so we've rebuilt the entire thing all right next i forgot what number i'm on what a number 12 investing in people as i mentioned People are your most valuable asset. We have to invest in them first. We, again, have restructured a P&L so that you can see how you're investing in your people, wages, benefits, culture, and education. If you don't have a good formula to balance those out, you will be understaffed. It will be detrimental to your business. We see it playing out at mass scale. You are vulnerable to that. Yet the opportunity to create something new and dynamic, people are people are waiting for it. Workers are waiting for it. We hear from them every single day. All right, number 13, 
Size and scope of space. Let's talk about real estate. The restaurants that I came in, the 5,000 square foot restaurants are broken in so many ways. The numbers do not work. And ah, that is a whole nother conversation. We're probably going to have an episode just on that. You need to scale down the size. You need to understand the scope and the dynamic of the space. What limitations and what opportunities it creates for you. Never understood this. And you notice how that how we're two thirds of the way down the list, three quarters of the way down the list. And now I'm talking about real estate far too often, myself included. I had a good idea for a concept, go find the space and figure out the rest later. Wrong. I was wrong. Do not do it. If you have not completed all these other steps before you get there and many others, you're going to be chasing your tail. All right. So next let's talk a little bit more about real estate. Number 14 capitalization, get more money. Undercapitalization is a huge, huge issue. People are like, let me shoestring it together for 60,000, 80,000, 100,000, 120,000, whatever it is, double the amount of money that you think you need. Nobody has ever said, damn, I can't believe I have too much money. But so many people have said, holy shit, I'm out of money. What do I do? And they start cutting and cutting and cutting. And then they can't invest in their people. They can't do X, Y, and Z. They're hemorrhaging money. Then they have to go ask for money again before they're even open or once they're open for the first month, well, now you no longer have leverage. Now people are like, wait a minute, is this even going to make it? You already are out of money. But when you are pitching your concept originally, that is the most opportunity and the most leverage you'll ever have in the process. Number 15, I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Occupancy costs. If it is not at 7%, the 10% that we got came up on, it does not work. The only people that make money in that scenario are the real estate side. So you need to be around that 7% mark. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. Make sure you understand how to do that. All right, next, let's get into marketing, content, content, content. You have to be a media company. You have to be able to tell your story at scale, utilizing social media, all the digital platforms. This little piece of technology here can be a massive unlock for you. We have to develop content. And yes, you have to be on TikTok right now. Let's go for restaurants. All right, next. Number 17, engagement. Social media is not for you to post content and say, come buy my shit. Social media is for engagement. You're gonna hear a lot about 8218. You need to create opportunities to build your community, to build your audience. Make it about them, not just about you. And number 18, websites. If your website is not mobile first, this is where everybody is looking at your website, especially when it comes to the way that you're designing your menu, the Z pattern, F pattern, things that we learned about menu design does not work on a vertical stack uh, website menu. So make sure you really understand that. That's it. I want to try in 14 minutes. We're right at that 14 minute mark. Look, once again, go click on that article because it's going to break down even more detail. You're going to get a lot more information, a lot less energy and hype for me, more information, more detail. And that Calendly link. 18 minutes for you and I to talk about your 18 things, your concept, shoot your shot, ask your question. I'm hoping to bring some value. Once again, best served podcast, 370, 18 things to consider when you open a restaurant. That's it. Good luck. I appreciate you all. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the best served podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at best served podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.